Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Carlin, analyst and broadcaster for CBS Sports. On today's show, we are chatting all things United States Women's National Team World Cup roster. So before we get into everything, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube so that you never miss out whenever we go live. We're also a podcast, so follow, like, and subscribe, and leave us a rating and review because that stuff helps us out so, so much. The World Cup is just a month away, so make sure you are tuned in to Attacking Third for all of your 2023 Women's World Cup content. Lisa, it's here. Finally. You're here. I'm here. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's go 30 days until the U.S. plays their first opening group stage match in the World Cup. We get a roster from Black Wadonofsky. It is 23 players uh, tied up nicely with a little bit of a ribbon. There are surprises in here. There are snubs. I want to get your thoughts because you and I, we try not to talk too much off mic, just a a little bit. Um, That way everything is really authentic and natural here in our reactions. So our our questions are real when I ask you what you think about things and and vice versa. So I want to hear what you have to say about this because it's about time. We've we've gotten a lot of other nations rosters. Uh, Some of them have been 28 players, 30 players that they're going to narrow and whittle down. That's not the case for the U.S. That is not the case for Vlako Anonofsky. He gave us 23 players. That's it. The only 23 packing their bags and going to the Southern Hemisphere um, in just a few days' time at this point. I love it. I I'm I know we've done so much in the buildup to this moment, Lisa. It's just like, it just sort of feels like, Yesterday, we were talking about the the CONCACAF W Championship. And then the day before that, we were just talking about this team at the Tokyo Olympics. I mean, we launched A3 in celebration of the Olympic Games, and we've been going full steam ahead ever since. And now we're talking about the 23 players who are going to represent the United States at this summer's World Cup. Let's, Let's just run it down in case... 
in case you're joining us for your first reaction or your first introduction to the players who are going to go to the World Cup, let's run it down by position and we will give you our reactions. We'll talk about some surprises, maybe some snubs as well. Let's start with the goalkeepers. There are three on this roster. Aubrey Kingsbury, Casey Murphy, and Alyssa Nair. For defenders, seven total. Alana Cook, Crystal Dunn, Emily Fox, Naomi Girma, Sofia Huerta, Kelly O'Hara, and Emily Sonnet. Midfielders, seven players as well in that category. Savannah DeMello, Julie Ertz, Lindsay Horan, Rose Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Ashley Sanchez, and Andy Sullivan. And rounding out the forwards is six players in Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, Alyssa Thompson, and Lynn Williams. Lisa, let's just start with first reactions. When you saw this drop, what did you feel? Were you having some emotions? Were you having some shock? Talk Sandra, talk all, us all through it. All of the emotions, any emotion that you can think of, I probably had it reading this roster. Um, I, I think some of the very first things that jumped out to me is midfielder Savannah DeMello. This is a player that doesn't have a single cap. That hasn't been done um, where a player is named to a World Cup roster since 2003. I think it was Shannon Box. And now we get Savannah DeMello, who has proven herself week in and week out in the NWSL with Racing Louisville. She's got five goals on the year with them. She's already outscored herself from her rookie campaign last year where she was a finalist for Rookie of the Year. She's been on Black Wanonofsky's radar, and it, there is no wonder why. She makes this roster in the midfield. Um, that's one of the biggest things that jumped out to me. And then the next thing is the fact that there's – uh, how many defenders there are, right? The fact that it's Alana Cook, Crystal Dunn, Emily Fox, Naomi Gurma, Sophia Huerta, Kelly O'Hara, Emily Sonnet. There's only seven of them as they head into, into this mix. Um, what does that look like? We know, unfortunately, that Becky Sauerbrunn announced that she would not be available for selection and she would not be going to the World Cup. I thought that would open up different spots, especially in the defensive core, because right now there's only two out and out center backs in that defender group. Uh, we're going to talk about it, but, but those are the top things I'm going to say that stuck out to me. And then one more, Alyssa Thompson, we got a teenager going down under 18 years old. She just graduated high school. Uh, it, it's no wonder she's on this roster. Number one draft pick. She's been cruising with Angel City in the NWSL. She's gotten call up after call up with Vlako Andonofsky. Um, after Mallory Swanson went down a, a few months ago with her patellar tendon injury, Alyssa Thompson got called in and she stepped in seamlessly. She's an out and out professional. She's making her way onto this roster uh, and I'm really excited to see it. But those are my top three things that jumped out to me. Look, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you. Shocker there, right? We're have the mind meld going here. It's like we it's like, of course, we have like uh, similar reactions to this. I, I'm thrilled for the young talent and Alyssa Thompson for being named to this roster. I'm incredibly excited for for players like Aubrey Kingsbury, Savannah DeMello. You know, these are all players. Three of fourteen who will make their first ever uh, World Cup tournament appearance and you know I just um there's I think when you take a moment to kind of settle in to those things and kind of let those numbers hit you yeah it it makes you it touches you a little bit it gets you a little bit in, in, the, in the in the in the throat right in the heart and you're just kind of like wow like this is this is massive for players I know you know you and I were in on that media availability with with Andonofsky and 
got asked about that. I mean, he, mm -hmm. he said that one of the hardest phone calls you can make and ha hardest conversations that you can have is to, to talk to a player about not making the roster. And, you know, it's, it's like yeah. you're going through in this big wave of emotions where you are talking to players and essentially they're, they're witnessing their dreams coming true. And, and even for veteran players who are on this roster, whether it's from, you know, O'Hara or Morgan and having the reaction where it doesn't, it does, you don't get tired of hearing yeah. that call or getting that phone call or how it feels like the, the first time every single time. Um, it's a wide range of varying uh, emotions. And I think that also includes those unfortunate and difficult phone calls that you have to make to players who don't make this roster. It's tough. So while you and I, of course, are like we react to something like this that drops and there's that level of excitement and, and good energy that comes with it, there's also that other side of it where you take a look at those names, those 23 names on the rosters, and you say, oh, there's someone missing here or uh, or some or two someone's mm -hmm. or three someone's who are missing on this roster that maybe we thought – would have been locks to go uh, to the World Cup and and in all of our content and building up to this World Cup and that kicks off in July. That includes everything that we're doing on attacking mm -hmm. third, everything that we're starting to see with Golasso Network, everything on on dot com. There's opportunities for us to to have fun with it. We were like, oh, let's do some predictions. You know, yeah. let's let's do players who are trending up and down right now based on their club play or who are our locks to go and to and to have a different feeling like almost week to week. I don't think there was ever a moment where it's like, okay, well now I think this player's going and this player's not. So when we're looking at this, what were your first notables in terms of what you would consider? snub or surprise left off like player who was left off the, the roster yeah I think uh, that's a really good question because when you look uh, across this roster there's definitely a few that jump out um and, and not barring any of the injuries right of course uh, that those players are all excluded um the first one in the forward crew that is not on this list is Ashley Hatch she's a forward with Washington Spirit she has been scoring goals she's been in the World Cup mix or in the U.S. international roster mix for a while at this point, um, and she got cut off this list. Now, now the question we always have to ask ourselves here at Attacking Third and, and fans at home when you get upset about stuff like this, who would she replace? And that's something to me that is is really hard to answer because between Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe, they're, they're both entering their fourth World Cup in that forward crew. You've also got Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, Alyssa Thompson. Those are young stars that are uh, have been arguably dubbed as the future of this team. And now they are the present of this team on this roster. And then you have Lynn Williams who has fought her way back into this group and, and fought to prove herself that she deserves to be on the front 23. Um, and, and she's fighting for a starting spot in that front line. And although Hatch isn't on this roster, um, I just don't see where the space would have fit in for her. She is definitely a role player. She can cut, come in um, and, and be that goal scorer in times of need and, and tap it in. She's almost got that like Harry Kane-esque about her where she's at the right place at the right time. She's good with her head. But who would you take off this front line? So that's Ashley Hatch is one of the first ones that jumped out to me. And then um, as I talked about with the defender crew in this one, there, there are seven defenders. And when we learned Becky Sauerbrunn wasn't going to be going, 
okay, that opens up a center back role. Perhaps we're going to see Tierna Davidson, who has been on the bubble of my U.S. roster. She was out missed last year due to an ACL injury, but she's been back playing consistent 90-minute games with Chicago Red Stars. She has been called into U.S. camps as a training player, um, has experience formerly with the U.S. international roster. However, she's not called into this one. There are only seven defenders on this roster, only two center backs. So to me, those are the two biggest snubs, but also I don't know who they would have replaced on this roster, right? Like that's the question we have to ask. Like, is there anyone that you think got snubbed that could have replaced someone else that's been named? You know, I don't know. If anything, it's it's brought up more curiosity for me. I won't even say questions. It's 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 piqued my curiosity in what we're going to see from this team, particularly in in that attacking area. I think if if we were doing an ep- a, a predictions episode, even even four months ago, you know, I think we would have had. Uh, you know, Hatch is a bit of a lock on the yeah. roster, especially in light of some of the club play that we've seen with her on the on the spirit as well. Uh, you look at and bring up potential match day scenarios. If Alex Morgan is is ultimately that central number nine, who is a player that you can bring in positionally? And I think folks would automatically assume or say Hatch. I think you also even we look you know, a little further back as well and say, at one point, was that script a little bit flipped? Was was Morgan going to be the backup option to a Macario who would have been within this role a little bit more? So there's all of these changes that have occurred over the span of the last, you know, if we want to go 18 months or last year or so. But... I, 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 like I said, I think it's piqued my curiosity more than has sparked additional kind of hard hitting questions. Because, I mean, when we look at the forwards that are on here, Williams, Morgan, Rapino, Smith, Rodman, Thompson, Thompson. I'm very excited about it. Um, I think there's going to be those, those difficult or uneasy questions where it's like, okay, you've got some first-time World Cup participants here who are going to take on a big responsibility in that leading attacking role. Uh, But how's it going to look? And I think that is the part, that is the question I think that I'm leaning into a bit more. Um, Is there going to be a rotating cast? Are we going to see some more fluidity because of the forwards that are involved in this this, uh, forward line core? A lot of um, people in our chat right now talking about Hatch not being involved in this roster as you and I are as well and and saying that they'd take her over a player like Rapino. And um, I mean, you can go back. Sandra and I have done our roster prediction for this for a a number of times. I had Megan Rapino always going to the World Cup. And in the absence of Becky Sauerbrunn as a veteran who has a lot of experience internationally as the captain, now you lose all of that. I think that makes even more of an argument to big to bring Megan Rapino because she's been in these situations. This will be her fourth World Cup. She's got the veteran leadership. She's got the ability in the locker room. Um, it's going to be a different role for her than we've seen in previous world stages. I mean, even you look back to the Olympics and Rapino um, had to change her role about the the game that she was going to play and her the role that she was going to play 
on this team. Now, if there's penalty kicks and we're coming down to it, you bet your bottom dollar that Black Lenanovsky is going to sub in Rapino because she's one that is going to finish penalty kicks, as is Alex Morgan. So you have to, it, it, as, when looking at this roster and breaking it down, you have to almost take a step back and, and look at the role players and look at the difference um, on these teams. Um, another player I want to mention a little bit and I actually get your thoughts on a little bit too, Sandra, is Taylor Korniak, midfielder for San Diego Wave that about a year ago, got called into the national team, a bit surprisingly, because Vlako Adonofsky had seen her ability in the NWSL under Casey Stoney, her, also her partnership with Alex Morgan at the club level, called her in uh, consistently to the national team. She got a number of caps. She got a number of starts, goals. Um, we saw a role for Taylor Korniak in the midfield, and now she's not on this roster. A bit of a surprise. However, she did trail off in in her performance level and she's been dealing with injury this year. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it boils down to. I think some of these, I don't know if I would actually say snub, you know, I think exactly. it's a common, I think it's an omission based on combination of the things that you mentioned, you know, form and injury, unfortunately. And it's, it's really, I think that part of it is especially tough to kind of yeah. lean into and think about because it affects so many players. I think you look at kind of those big type of, of injuries and we knew the timelines and the difficult timelines for players to return from whether it was um, ACLs to, to Macario or, or press or Davison, I think at this point, and we'll probably talk about this yeah. as well, but th those are the things that I'm looking at. So with Corniak specifically to have had a lot of time with this team, because let's not act like she hasn't been involved in camps for at least yeah. the better part of a year. This is a player that was also tasked with some different things in the beginning of 2023 like the coaching staff was like let's continue to try some different things yeah. with Taylor Korniak here and we got to see her in the defensive mid role a little bit more those are things that could perhaps sort of signal that you want to try to continue to work with and invest in a player in a build-up to a world cup and then we get club play we get we get the the intel right from Andonovsky saying, hey, there's going to be sets and groups of players that we task with certain things as mm -hmm. they go back to play for their clubs. There's going to be a group of players that we tell them just to go ahead and keep it up and maintain their form. And there's going to be players that we task with certain things that we want them to work on. And unfortunately, I feel like Korniak was a player that maybe fell into that latter yeah. group. And then we see that she had to unfortunately start off the season with it and on the sideline with an injury. So she has worked her way uh, back into playing into matches with San Diego Wave FC, but I just don't think the timing and uh, minutes were there for them and to say that they were going to go ahead and, and bring her in as a lock for, for a World Cup. And lest we not forget, Julie Ertz returned. Yeah, that's a huge factor as well. That's a that's huge a massive factor. factor. We, we can't forget that that happened. She not only returned to play, but uh, returned in, in incredible form with a different mindset after being out on maternity leave and has stepped in with Angel City and and played her first back-to-back 90-minute -back games. Um, so she's up to fitness level, and and that takes a midfield spot and a veteran spot, maybe from someone like a Korniak. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm curious about, you know, I think maybe we can make a similar argument for, for someone in, in Mitch Purse. Yeah. Another player that has, has specifically gotten call-ins under Andonovsky's tenure as the head coach with this national team, but over these last two seasons has unfortunately had to deal with navigating these kind of little lingering and, and, and nagging type of injuries and 
similar to what we saw in, in, in last season, where we saw her role with Gotham kind of elevate a little bit. And we see the type of team that they are when she's on the pitch. And unfortunately, she's had to have a more limited role, again, due to, to injuries. So watching this player, you know, not be able to go out there and essentially continue to make a case yeah. uh, to, to crack a, a roster is, is, is tough. And I think there's a number of players I think who are missing from this final 23 player roster that we can look at and say, it's a combination of these factors. Right. And 23 is the smallest roster we have seen Blacko put together in a very long time. It's been yeah. 26. It's been 28. We've seen much higher numbers. And when you have to whittle it down, unfortunately that means some names can't make it. And it, a lot of times when it comes down to those really, really small margins, it can be things off the pitch. It can be their experience. It can be their health. There are so many different factors that come into it. Just uh, unfortunately that it's not just like how you play on the pitch because we are dealing with the elite of the elite, the 0.1% of the athletes um, in the world that Black Wadonofsky gets to choose from. I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, in terms of, how you brought up Julie Ertz and, and coming off of this virtual media availability with, with Andonofsky and talking about her role specifically. I think that, again, my curiosity is peaked. There's a lot of players on this roster that I think were selected with intent yeah. to shift throughout the duration of the tournament in various positions on right. the pitch. I'm very, again, I'm very it, curious to see. It is a how very, very long tournament. Yes. Fans have to remember that their group stage in Group E is with two debutantes, Vietnam and, and Portugal, and then they're going up against Netherlands. The 2019 uh, runners-up, the semifinals, um, they, they made it to the semifinals. They have a lot of tough competition to get through. It's also an expanded format this year with the World Cup, 32 teams. It's a long tournament. You have to be able to account for all the different factors. And in most recent world international history, we have to think about the Tokyo Olympics. And injuries happened that not only to goalkeepers, but superstar players in the midfield. You look at Julie Yurts playing with injury and how you can kind of shift around the players on the field to get the most out of every single player in every single game. That way you are the ones lifting the cup at the end of it all. Yeah, and hearing and hearing Andonovsky allude to to Ertz possibly being one of those players. This is this is someone who has played at the World Cup level, level yeah. who has not been a stranger to playing in multiple positions. I mean, in that 2015 World Cup, was one of those debutante players and was tasked with playing the center back role. And then we saw in 2019, she was the answer to many of their problems in that defensive mid role during that tournament. So the fact that there's been some conversation about her ability to shift higher, lower on this pitch, I think was a little bit of a telling sign and perhaps a little bit yeah. of an indicator um, and reveal into how they made the selections for this roster. Because I know with the apps, the the announcement of Becky Sauerbrunn not being there, it set a lot of things in motion. And I think people were curious about who was going to get selected to the defender core of this team. And we do not see Tuna Davidson, nor do we see Casey, Casey. Krieger. Big shock for you or understandable or massive snub. How, how are you feeling about these two not being on the roster? 
Yeah, I think, uh, as I mentioned, with Becky Sauron initially being out due to injury, um, my gut reaction was, okay, Tierna Davidson's going to be in there. However, Tierna Davidson wasn't on my prelim roster to make it. She was one of my bubble players just because she hasn't gotten back up to form. There's a little bit of inconsistencies, and and coming back from an injury is difficult, let alone an ACL injury is tremendously difficult. And for her to try to continue to work back in that, I just think there was a lot of inconsistencies from Davidson's play. Um, And frankly, Vlachowanovsky chose not to take another defender. Instead, he chose to keep his seven defenders that he had um, with his six forwards and his seven midfielders. And I like that decision. As you mentioned, you have to look between the lines. When you have someone like a Julie Ertz who has slotted into that back line as a center back, that's what you're looking at. The versatility of an Ertz to be able to play in the six, in the center back role, whatever that may be. And you have to look at the center backs that were named to this roster. Naomi Gurma, who is going to be a starter for this team and for the next, hopefully, 10, 15 years as as her body allows her, she is the future of this center back team. She deserves this chance, and she was always going to be in that center back. And then you look at Alana Cook, another young player who has experience there. um, And they're two players that – can stay healthy, can stay fit, and can run with that center back duo. Um, So when you look at that, it makes a little bit of sense. There's also Emily Sonnet on this roster who could slot into that position. Now, the center backs are probably the two that we're going to see rotated the least throughout this World Cup tournament. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Gurma and Cook um, make runs, maybe not throughout the group stages, but through the knockout rounds, they don't get rotated out of that position unless it's a dire situation. And then that's where we see Earths get rotated in. But that's, I, I think... In my mind, it's a smart decision not to bring Davidson and to bring Ertz instead. Well, they brought they brought Sonnet. Is that yeah. the player that you rotate no. into this? I'm going to give you another one. There's here's you're the coach. No, <laughs> it's Sonnet. It's Davidson. It's Kruger. Who are you taking to the World Cup in 2023? Well, I mean, he's already taking Sonnet. Um, yeah. It's I see his understanding for taking yeah. Sonnet because she can play in the outside back and she can play the center back. And heck, we've seen her play the six, the defensive midfield role for Laura Harvey and O.L. Reign over the last several months for club play. And maybe that was a conversation, right? We don't know what happened yeah. between player and coach. And there has been plenty of conversations between them. And, and Black Wendonofsky is pretty transparent with his players about what he wants to see from them and working with their club coaches to make sure that that's executed. If not in games, then there are situations in training where the players are put into those positions. And maybe that was a, a request from Vlako Adonofsky. Hey, can we see Emily Sonnet in the defensive six role just to give yeah. her a little bit more of that versatility? Um, I, I get why he chose yeah. Sonnet. I do, because she can play at least two roles, outside back, center back, and potentially a third in the midfield. Yeah, I mean, that's all That's all where we've seen her, yeah. right? And for O.L. Reign and in club play in these first two and a half ish months of of league play and in, in the NWSL she's she's been a defensive midfielder for all rain that is where she has played I think for uh Chicago we've just typically we've typically seen uh Davidson in that center back role specifically within these last handful of games and her return from an ACL but Casey Kruger is one of those other versatile backs I think for me that was probably one of the more surprising omissions from this roster 
because I think you look back to 2019 and how close she was to, to making that roster back then. And then now you sort of see her return from uh, maternity leave and just kind of have a short window to build up from, right? We're talking just league play and one international window with the team in the buildup to, to this, to this world cup. But someone who at this point in her career has literally played every position along a back line, whether it's within a three back or a four back. So I think I was curious about the omission uh, for, for Kruger as well. I think if you're looking for someone to try to fulfill a purely defensive back type of role, whether it is as your left or right back or within either of those left or right center back positions. But again, more curiosities peaked for me on these 23 players versus actual questions because I'm in agreement with you as well as what you touched on with Emily Sonnet. It wasn't just about a outside back role or a center back role. Perhaps this is a player that you slot up in a defensive mid role if, if needed. So uh, maybe that's the final indicator. That was a final indicator for the coaching staff to say, yeah. this is the player that we're going to roll with and take. So I love it. The chat is active today. Shout out to everyone joining us. We love hearing from you and seeing your reaction alongside of us as well, but stick with us because we got more to talk about. We're going to chat some more after a quick break eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Let's keep chatting about the 23-player roster for the United States women's national team who will go and represent USA in the upcoming World Cup ahead of the roster dropping. We got some news, pretty big news, uh, around Becky Sauerbrunn, the team captain herself. It was initially reported out of The Athletic that she would miss the upcoming World Cup due to a lingering foot injury. Becky Sauerbrunn eventually releasing a statement of her own confirming those reports um, and how heartbroken she was, but ended her statement by trying to go ahead and show support for her team and egg them on to go and win a fifth World Cup. So lots of questions, I think out of this bit of news we see today mm-hmm. almost a week later several days out from this news being reported 
that the impact that Becky Sauron has on a team and teammates and within the locker room is next tier, next yeah. level, out of this world, incomparable. Okay. Because here we are days later with an official roster drop that people knew, including teammates, know that Becky Sauron is not going to be on this roster. And Andonovsky and a handful of players who were made available to media today fielded a lot of questions about yeah. the absence of Becky Sauerbrunn and just continued to reiterate, um, you know, her absence and the significance of that. But I think there's also those question marks around, well, who's going to be the captain? Who's going to wear the armband, et cetera, et cetera. There's like a very specific, you know, question that people want to know. And unfortunately, the answer is, Maybe not just one player. And I think that was ultimately confirmed in what we witnessed today from the virtual media availability. Andonovsky, we heard from Sophia Smith, Alex Morgan, Naomi Girma, Crystal Dunn. Um, all players asked about that and in different phases of experience going into this World Cup. Smith and Girma are two players who will participate in their first ever. It's going to be number two for Crystal Dunn. And for Alex Morgan, it's going to be number four. And I think amongst the four players and, and Andonovsky ultimately alluding to that, that there really isn't replacing, uh, there's no replacing a Becky Sauerbrunn and that there's going to have to be kind of a collective unit here to kind of draw and pull from leadership. There have already been those conversations with Megan Rapino specifically and how her, how different her role is going to be for this national team during her fourth world cup she is going to celebrate a, a birthday pretty soon on july 5th gonna gonna be 38 she's gonna have different minutes management uh going into this world cup and a lot of that is going to be pulling from her for leadership experience and morale and sometimes that might actually come while on the bench yeah um and it was i thought it was very interesting to hear alex morgan specifically kind of uh, allude to some of the captain by committee stuff within this media availability because she said i'm gonna have to step up kelly rapina etc there are going to be everyone is going to have to step up to (laughs) even try to fill a fraction of the hole that becky sauerbrunn leaves it's going to take literally all 23 players i'm very i'm i'm almost kind of interested lisa if if there's if there's a player who's not making a return to a world cup maybe one of these 14 first World Cup time players that you see as maybe a player who might step up in a little bit of a leadership role? Um, yeah, I think that that's a good question. Um, I, I want to say that Naomi Gurma is going to step up. I, she won't be the captain of this team. Um, I know that's a, a question that a lot of people have right now and especially in our chat. Um, however, I, I think that we have seen Naomi Gurma throughout her club play in the NWSL. Um, I mean, you look at last year, her rookie year uh, in the league, and as a, such a young player, she wins Defender of the Year. She wins Rookie of the Year. In her second year, she is named captain of her San Diego Wave team. Um, I, I think this is a player that is mature behind, beyond her years in Gurma. So uh, on the pitch, she is an incredible lockdown defender. Ha- before any injuries to Becky happen, over the last year or so, Naomi Gurma has solidified herself as a, a starting center back on this team and under Blacko Andonovsky. And she has been around 
Becky Sauerbrunn, Megan Rapino, Alex Morgan, all of these other veteran leaders. And she has listened and learned and asked questions. And she plays in front of Kaylin Sheridan, uh, Olympic gold medalist in, in goal for San Diego and Canada. Um, this is a player that has been a sponge in her two years as a professional. She was a leader in college at Stanford. I think that in, in just her first World Cup, we will see Naomi Gurma step up and take on more of the leadership role. And I think her position on the field as a center back does lend a hand to how she's able to do that. Vocally, she's going to need to organize the team. Visually, she she steers the ship from the back. Um, she is going to have to be the glue. But in the absence of Becky, I think there's going to be a little bit more pressure on her to be a leader in that back line. And I think the personality of Gurma is one that can step into that role has the natural ability to take on a little bit more pressure and shoulder some of the work that needs to be done for this team as such a young player. No, I'm with you. I think even in having conversations with this player, like she just sort of shows you in in how she plays, interviews, communicates um, that she's miles ahead of what the numbers are in front of her at this moment. I mean, I would even argue that maybe she's not super unfamiliar with having to had the pressure of a big game or big games, plural, in, in front of her. You know, this was – she had to help lead Stanford to, you know, a big game in, in the national championship title. And this is just her second year in NWSL play and has already had to uh, help their captain, essentially their back line a little bit uh, through a playoff scenario. So there's, there's some experience here that I think um, – folks aren't maybe taking into consideration because of all of the, the world cup of it all, but I'm very excited for this player in their first world cup and to kind of show us that they not only can do a lot of great stuff on the pitch, but they're capable of doing that within a game and in the locker room as well. So um, I I think uh, it's, it's spot on. Like it's going to take multiple areas uh for for something like a a collective captaincy or collective leadership to come out of uh, of this locker room yeah so um i agree i don't think it'll be one player that wears the captain armband and and we haven't even seen that in years past it it is a bit of a committee at this point but um do you think germa will actually wear the armband or or no do you think it'll be who what players do you think are the top runners to be putting on the armband when they're on the pitch knowing that that could rotate as subs happen and as the tournament goes on yeah i mean taking into consideration the match load and sub scenarios i think we could see that armband get passed around from uh, Alyssa nair and alex morgan and megan rapino um i would like to see crystal dunn included in that as well she was probably one of the players who i think had the best um, quotes about leadership in the captaincy moving forward in in this World Cup. Out of that media availability, she basically said that she doesn't need an armband mm-hmm. to know that she's capable of leading and giving examples of leadership on and off the pitch. And I love that. And I, I think that's the kind of energy that this team tries needs to try to tap into a little bit as they continue to, to march forward in, into this, into this world cup. And I have to imagine that Becky Sauerbrunn is what at this point going to be a FaceTime away. So it's like, yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things where I've just kind of like, I'm actually the, the, the leadership angle of it is, is something that I'm not necessarily 
super hot seat kind of concerned about going into this World Cup because I really do just believe that there are some pretty standout and key players that they're going to pull yeah. from. In yeah, this I agree. I, I think I, I echo that with Morgan, Nayer, Dunn. I would love to see Dunn um, wear it at some point. I think Lindsay Horan, I'm going to throw her name in there as well. Um, this is a player that has um, – in a lot of the flux that this team has gone through over the last two years, Lindsay Horan, although dealing with some injury herself, has been a very consistent factor for this team and for Vlako Andonovsky. And I think that um, she has good communication between the coach and the players. Um, and I would not be surprised if if we see her uh, slip on that armband as well. Um, uh, Joe Birdwell Jr. saying, hey, please pick one captain and stick to that. Joe, I get this. I get it. Um I, I don't think we're going to see that, though, because you have to look at the longevity of, first of all, a soccer game, 90 minutes. You want your captain on the pitch the whole time, and that's why Becky Sauron was a tremendous one. Um, and she still will be uh, the player's captain, right, as Sandra said, a FaceTime away. However, it in the rotation of subs, you want your captain always on the field. So that's why we see that rotate. We see it all the time uh, across all different leagues, all different sports, um, and Personnel provide different things for the team that the team needs. That's why we often see multiple captains, whether that's two or three being rotated, because they provide different things that the team needs, especially at different times. And when you lose someone like Becky just a month before you're jumping on a plane um, to go to the World Cup, it's you don't just give it to someone else. You kind of split that responsibility. Um, I mean, only time will tell, right? We've got 30 days until the U.S. puts on uh, their first kits they head out to the field they do their national anthem and they they set to play against vietnam in the opening of the world cup group stages ah, well said but we've got more to say lisa so we got to take a quick break stick with us we'll close it out robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's close it out. 23 players headed to the World Cup on July 20th, kicks off. Make sure you tune in to all the World Cup action. Find the kickoffs that work for you because the World Cup <laughs> being in the Southern Hemisphere might be a little different for folks who are staying stateside to take it all in. So, But uh, we're no less excitement um, in, in light of that on our end. We're reacting to the 23-player World Cup. So welcome to everyone joining us in after the break. Let's close it out here and chat a little bit about some other little areas that we want to touch on before we say goodbye. When we're looking at this roster as a whole, uh, I know there are folks who are 
curious with all of the injuries that have taken place over the duration of, let's just say, even the last year, uh, that this team is going to have to stay ready even as they <laughs> head off to the World Cup. Now, unlike the Olympics, Lisa, we don't normally get an official alternate list yeah. of players, but there's often a protocol in place, which we got privy to pretty early in the buildup to this World Cup. Mal Swanson went out during the April international window with a torn patella tendon, and they already put their alternate protocol in place. Alyssa Thompson was already notified at halftime that she needed to get ready to get in and close out that two-game series against Ireland. And now she is actually headed to the World Cup. Andonofsky was asked about that as well in uh, in media availability and didn't tip his hat too much in terms of players um, within the pipeline should another unfortunate circumstance comes up. Mm-hmm. But in reacting to this and in those conversations that have to be had for players who don't make this roster, do you think it's safe to assume that players who have been involved with this team who may not be on this 23-player roster are essentially that same phone call away? Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, different than the Olympics, there's no alternate list set that travels and and you can change who dresses game in and game out. That's not how the World Cup works. So there's no alternates that are set. Um, but yes, I, I imagine that as hard as those phone calls are for Vlakmaninovsky to to give a FaceTime to a player and say, listen, you're not on our roster, he has to finish that phone call with stay ready, stay playing with your club team, stay consistent, stay healthy, because if something happens um, while you're in the World Cup and you lose a player on your roster, that's when the call gets made and another player can make their way there um, and and suit up. So it's not like the alternates are waiting just in a a box at the top of the stadium. They are a little bit farther away at this point, but there has to be that conversation with a number of different players. I imagine some of the snubs we talked about are on that list. I'm looking at an Ashley Hatch, Casey Kruger, Tierna Davidson across that back line as players that um, could and will slot in if necessary and if they are called upon. Yeah, no, I, I think um, I think those are all players. I think at this point that you keep in the back of your your mind if you're the coaching staff and the medical staff. Uh, again, we we already kind of mm-hmm. got a glimpse of how how quickly that can work when there is such a potentially jarring injury that can affect the team. So um, um, it's something I'm sure folks are are curious about. And we wanted to touch on that a little bit before we close out the episode, but uh, just to bring things full circle, this 23 player roster, I would argue is kind of, kind of evenly split a a little bit. We've got a a mix of, of players on this list, Lisa, who have been to world cups already, who have lifted and won world cups Mm -hmm. already. And we've got another 14 players, who are going to get their first experience at a senior World Cup level. So when we're looking at these 14 players, I can't help but also notice some of the, the differences within these sort of debutant players. Because, yes, there's an 18-year-old Alyssa Thompson who is just <laughs> getting her pro career started. I mean, we're talking was just drafted by Angel City, has played with them 
for a number of months and is now going to a World Cup. We've got Trinity Rodman, who's this. Sandra, <laughs> Alyssa Thompson graduated high school like three <laughs> weeks ago. Peace out. I got to go to World Cup. I love that energy. I I mean, when you're 18 years old and you get drafted number one overall to your hometown team, you get to stay in your bedroom. You're like, hey, life doesn't get much better than this. You get to go to prom. You get to go to your graduation. You have a graduation party with all your L.A. Angel City teammates. Oh, and then a few weeks later, you get a FaceTime from the U.S. International coach, Vlako Anonofsky, saying, hey, guess what? Pack your bags. You're going to Australia. Are you kidding what if, what if a What if a graduation party, but the theme is like going to the World Cup? <laughs> like, I love it. No one's having a better 2023, I think, right now than, than Alyssa Thompson. But whether it's the youngest player among these 14 debutant players, or even, even the oldest, because there are players in certain phases of their career right now who have been veterans of the league at this point who are going to go to their first World Cup. Mm -hmm. I mean, Christy Mewis is a player that sticks out for me. Aubrey Kingsbury playing her way onto this roster before they go to the World Cup. I mean, Sophia stands out for me. Lynn Williams stands out for me. I, you know, I'm not going to lie, like what seeing those names on the roster and reacting in my first reactions to that, I just felt like what, what an incredible story arc yeah. for, for these particular players. Yeah. There's 14 players that are, are making their world cup debut. A number of them making their first major tournament debut with the, the United States. Um, what an honor. I mean, they've worked so hard. You, you, think about it and talk about it. I had the pleasure of chatting with Sofia Huerta earlier this morning, right after her name was announced to be on this U.S. roster. And, and she called herself out. She was like, listen, I am 30 years old. I am. She was like, I never thought it was possible. And and she let me know that people are in her Twitter DMs and they're, they're shouting at her at social media saying that you can't do it. You're too old. You can't make it. And she's found herself on this roster. And I don't mean that lightly. She has worked her tail off to get back on this roster. Um, and when you look at the journey that some of these players have gone on, we just touched on Alyssa Thompson, one that um, – was playing with boys teams just a year ago um, in high school at just graduated. She's 18 years old and she's found herself here. Her journey looks very different than someone like a Lynn Williams, who also just turned 30 years old. Sophia Huerta, 30 years old, who have been chasing this dream and trying, knocking on the door. When when you look at the career and the journey of a player like defender Sophia Huerta, she was in national team camps consistently through uh, leading up to tr- the 2019 World Cup. Um, and then right before the World Cup, she stopped getting called into camps and things didn't happen. In 2020, she didn't get called in. Uh, then she had to slowly climb her way back into this roster in 2021, breaking in again. In 2020, solidifying herself as a member of this back line. And there were still question marks heading into this year for her about if she was going to make it or not. And she did. That's a first-time player. You look at Christy Mewis, she's had a similar uh tumultuous path to this World Cup as someone who thought they could do it um, and then ultimately gets let off at, at the end of it and in their eyes were snubbed in 2019, the last time this, this team went to the World Cup. Um, it, the fact that there are so many young players on this roster gives me a lot of hope 
for what they can do at this World Cup because the target on the United States back is bigger than it's ever been. Uh, as four-time champions, as a, a nation that has won it in back-to-back World Cups and they're looking for the three-peat, every single team in this World Cup, 31 teams, have their eye on the United States. They want to beat them. They want to score against them. They want to defend their hearts out against them. And for the United States, that gives them fire. And for the 14 players that have never been there before, they have even more fire going into this, I argue, than some some of the veterans, perhaps, going into it. Um, oh, yeah. It gives, it gives me chills to be able to watch 14 players step on the field and and live their dream. I think they're going to be incredibly motivated by the fact that it's their first World Cup. You have an opportunity here to really kind of solidify yourself for future inclusion, right? And and, in rosters and camps and things like that out out of this Mm -hmm. World Cup specifically. Um, You know, especially if you're if you're one of those players who are kind of in the beginning phases of of their career. So I'm very I'm very excited for the possibility of seeing some of these players get into the mix. I know there might be some players who we don't actually see get minutes during this tournament. Um, When you look across the board of the players of the 14 who will participate in their first official World Cup, it's it's Casey Murphy as a goalkeeper, Aubrey Kingsbury as a goalkeeper, Alana Cook, Emily Fox, Naomi Girma, Sofia Huerta as defenders. Savannah DeMello, Kristen Mewis, Ashley Sanchez, Andy Sullivan as midfielders, and Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, Alyssa Thompson, and Lynn Williams as forwards. And I think even within those 14 names, you can look at them and say there's probably going to be some players within this 14 who do get minutes and get games, and maybe there will be some who don't. Um, so I think there's still that that kind of thing to, to pay attention to and look at moving forward. I mean, I know folks are, again, we started out this episode talking about how thrilled we were for some of these first-time players and their inclusion on the roster. But even as someone like Savannah DeMello with her outstanding play in club right now actually doesn't have a cap with this national team. And if she plays even just a single minute of a stoppage time game, she's going to earn her first cap in a World Cup. It's 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 wild uh, to, to even think about. But um, it's it's no less exciting for me. And honestly, I want to see this national team lean into that a little bit. There's been so much chatter in the buildup to the World Cup, Lisa, about this United States team. They're not the same. They're not who they were in 2019. Of course not. Things happen. And you know what? I think when you have 14 players yeah. who you don't know a whole lot about, that's a bit of an X factor and other teams should be and, scared of that. And this is not the same team it, from 2019. And frankly, I, it shouldn't be. I'm glad it is not the same team as 2019 because the world of women's football have has changed. The tournament has changed, right? It's expanded to 32 teams. It, everything is different. And to bring 14 players that have a fresh slate at this stage, at this level, that have dreamed about this their whole their whole lives, that is is magic. Um, we talked about in previous episodes the debutants going, the nations that are first-timers in the World Cup. You look at Group E, there's Portugal, there's Vietnam. These are technically debutants, these 14 players. And, and that magic is something that is going to just be – electric and contagious for this U.S. national team. And then you look at the other nine players that have the experience and that have the leadership. It's such a perfect blend of youth and experience that Black Manonofsky has pulled together. 
I'm here for it. You're here for it. We're excited about it. And of course, we're going to have more to chat about in the buildup to the World Cup. We now have the roster, 23 players who we know are going to go and compete for that fifth star for that third consecutive time. Bring it home. Bring it home. want to see it? We would love to see it because we got to cover it moving forward. We're, you know we're going to have more down the pipeline for everyone in the buildup to the World Cup. There is still a send-off match that this team is going to participate in. You can catch it on July 9th. It is going to be against Wales, their final game before they head off to New Zealand. And there they will kick off their group stage. Game one, July 21st against Vietnam. Game two against the Netherlands on July 26th. And they will close out their group stage against Portugal on August 1st. So Auckland, Wellington, Auckland, it's a tour of New Zealand. And then hopefully we'll get to see where this team lands in knockout rounds and of course we're going to be there along the way to cover it all for you on attacking third but that's a wrap today and our reaction to the 23 player roster thanks everyone for joining us and listening to attacking third download follow and listen to us anywhere you get your podcast you can watch us too so make sure you subscribe on youtube to get alerts for whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third World Cup is just a month away, so be sure to follow Attacking Third for all your international World Cup news, and we'll be back with more this week. Stay tuned. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Carlin, this was Attacking Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.